HoloLens takes a big step forward, Microsoft 365 falls over, and we might be able to buy a mini fridge. But before we do that, today's podcast is brought to you by my friends over at Devolutions and ITPro.tv. You can go to ITPro.tv slash Sam's for a 30% off coupon when we will talk about more of them in a second, my friends. But it has been sort of a crazy week in the world of Microsoft. There were some really big highs, there were some lows, and things are going to cool off a little bit if Microsoft can win a Twitter poll. Um, but that being said, let's just dive into the news of the week. The biggest item in the world of Microsoft this week involves the Department of Defense, $22 billion and 120,000 potential HoloLens kits. Now, Microsoft has been working with uh, the Department of Defense, or specifically the Army, to build a sort of future warrior headset, sort of almost like the things we always see in the movies where soldiers are walking around with headsets on and, and all sorts of cool, fancy stuff. And Microsoft had been prototyping hardware with the U.S. Army, and so had other companies, but Microsoft officially won the contract for this next-generation offering. Um, it, it is going to involve up to 120,000 HoloLens kits, $22 billion, up to $22 billion is the line. Uh, is on the line for this. And the interesting thing is that they are going to be making them in the United States. So there's some ambiguity around what that actually means. I assume that means assembled here in the United States, not actually like, like they need silicon chips. I can't imagine they're going to build up the whole entire infrastructure. But for $22 billion, you can do a lot of things. Um, that's also why the price is so high. If people were breaking it down to cost per HoloLens unit, and it was over $100,000. But when you look at the manufacturing and everything else that's going to be involved, um, those contracts are always, always very premium. And so that's a huge win for Microsoft. It's also a huge win if you ever honestly really want to have a consumer version of HoloLens, because this is how these things work out. This technology has always been expensive. It's not really been a good use case yet for consumers, but with Microsoft now having this massive contract from the army, they also have a long runway uh, for development and distribution of these devices. It gives them a pathway to start more focusing efforts potentially on a consumer product. It doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna launch a consumer version of HoloLens, but this type of a business and a sale and a, a product offering is a big step towards making that more of a reality because in, in one single contract, they more than likely, actually I can almost guarantee that they covered all of their R&D costs. They are now uh, into the black, as they would say, in the financial terms of uh, with the product. And so that means they can begin, not begin, but continue to experiment pretty heavily with this type of device. This is really a big step for AR reaching um, reaching wide scale. And uh, it's a good thing for anybody who's just a fan of AR VR hardware because that's going to be, um, it's going to help push it more, more mainstream. Uh, Microsoft is also officially ending uh, Cortana Mobile. Uh, I wrote uh, several years ago that the future of Cortana was going to be the queen of the bots. And that is what we are seeing here. Cortana will continue to be like the best case example of what you can do with Microsoft's bot framework and other tools and graphs, uh, but it's not really a standalone product. You can find many of the features built into other applications. And so a standalone app, just there's no there's no room for it in the market anymore. Um, it's interesting to kind of see how f like digital assistants have evolved. I, I, if you would have asked me five years ago, I thought they probably would have been a much bigger part of like everyday society, but it feels like like the initial wave of like, oh, this is the future and everything, it hasn't gone away. And I don't think these things are going away in any capacity, but their their dominance of society just isn't quite there yet. And Microsoft very clearly uh, backtracking, but I mean, there's still Amazon has 
uh, their products out there. Same with Google, and they're not they're not going away, but they just they feel more of like an additional benefit than like a primary feature of a product that you might be buying. I'm sure other people disagree, uh, but that's just how it had the sentiment I am feeling. But either way, uh, I also sort of expect Microsoft to eventually kind of just completely move away from Cortana and just rebrand it as something like the Microsoft 365 Assistant. I'd seen some documentation referring to it as that uh, a while ago, but we haven't quite seen it yet. But with no official standalone apps, that could be the next thing. Uh, Microsoft 365, actually more specifically, all of Azure, had a really rough day yesterday. Now, they had a DNS issue because everything is always DNS, um, where basically all of their services went offline, like everything from Bing to uh, Teams to Azure, like it, the whole stack was pretty much unavailable because of a DNS issue. Now, this might have been related more so to Cloudflare than, say, specifically Azure, and the Cloudflare took a, took a nosedive, which brought down Azure, but it also sort of raises the question, I'm curious why Microsoft actually actually uses potentially Cloudflare and not doesn't roll their own service. That being said, um, it was down for about an hour, a little over an hour, I believe. It started around 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time and it was about 6.30, 6.40 uh, p.m. Eastern Time when the servers came back online. So uh, it, 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 had a, it had a rough day. And this is a second outage here in the past couple weeks. Remember Azure AD and some other services went down um, not too long ago as well. Uh, Microsoft is also bringing in-house ads to the team activity feeds. This is part of a message center update. Now, this is in-house ads, meaning they are things that Microsoft owns. So what they're going to be doing here is they're going to, they're going to put an ad, an ad, I consider it an ad, into the activity feed of Teams saying, hey, look, you can also use your consumer account, your Microsoft, your MSA, to uh, log into Teams and use it for your personal communication. I, I have a lot of mixed opinions because this is a Teams to me is a productivity tool, is an enterprise product, and there are consumer features, but let's be honest, it's kind of fallen flat. I've been wondering aloudly on Twitter and many other places if Teams for Life, Teams for Consumer, whatever you want to call it, is just kind of dead. Actually, I think Discord, the purchase that they're potentially making next month, might replace some of this, but either way, you're going to see an ad show up sometime between April and December. That's a huge timeline saying, hey, look, you can use this stuff for your personal account. And um, you can technically turn it off, but you actually have to email Microsoft if you're a tenant admin to get them to turn that functionality off. Otherwise, 115 million plus, I'm sure it's more than that, daily active users of Teams are going to see an ad to you know, start using this in their consumer life with their families and that stuff. It's a slippery slope because yes, somebody's going to argue that this is not actually an ad, but where does it stop? When when is the next ad that's going to show up? There, if I guarantee, if they see like a high success rate from this, they're not going to stop with that. So um, there you go. Be on the lookout for that. Microsoft is also adding supervisor functionality to Microsoft Teams private chats. Now this got a lot of press, um, primarily because it's like a supervisor functionality. So it's it's not like a, a an all seeing eye type mentality. This is primarily targeted education. What this is is that if you turn this functionality on, it's not on by default. When a student, for example, tries to chat with their friend, it will automatically add a third person to that conversation. They cannot have one-on-one -on -one private chats. It adds effectively like a, a supervisor role. This isn't something where you can just float around and privately see what people are talking about. They will be very aware that you can see their conversation. It will not appear that a one-on-one -on -one conversation is private and then all of a sudden you can see it. Although... Candidly, if you are talking on Microsoft Teams in, a, in any environment, you should assume that somebody else can and or will eventually read it because in theory, Microsoft could go in there like if there's ever a court case or something like that and they get summoned or subpoenaed, 
I would just, if you're using a work or anybody's Microsoft 365, assume that your conversation is being watched. That is just a good default role in life and never say anything you would regret later because once it's on paper or in ones and zeros, it's out there forever. Uh, Microsoft's Project Reunion uh, 0.5 is now available with WinUI 3 and WebView 2. So those are now available, if that makes sense to you. Actually, this probably makes sense to quite a few people, but this is Microsoft's I don't want to call it next generation development model, but it kind of is. This is how they're pushing developers and bringing the UWP world and the Win32 together, finally together in a way that makes more sense than having two like completely separate uh, world islands, if you will, of development. And also this week we had World Backup Day. Make sure you have your data somewhere safe. Either put it in OneDrive, put it in Dropbox, put it somewhere um, as a second repository, not as your only repository. So that if data uh, does become corrupt somewhere, um, you at least have a backup. So it has been uh, World Backup Day. As we flip it over to the gaming news, before we do that, I want to roll a message from my friends over at Devolutions. Remote Desktop Manager helps you centralize, manage, and secure access to remote connections, tools, and passwords on a single platform. Streamline your daily workflow with powerful automation tools and securely launch remote sessions without even seeing the credentials. No more pesky sticky notes with passwords on them. All right, just a little bit of gaming news this week, but there's something that's really important though. Really important, uh, xCloud Microsoft Cloud Gaming Streaming Service now has backwards compatibility support. There's a video I did on this channel earlier, but to sum it up, the reason why this is a really big deal is that this is the next big step for cloud streaming because it re it's using older back catalog titles. So that means that Microsoft is really confident in their emulation, in their streaming, and how cloud gaming is progressing because that's adding a potential, another layer of latency or complexity complexity to the streaming model, but those titles are starting to become available now and be on the lookout for that. I expect that we are going to see more and more titles going. Microsoft is likely doing this as a pilot um, with the first, I believe it was like 15, 16 titles, something like that. And then once they are comfortable with that, they will continue to add more titles. Uh, we also saw the launch of the Xbox Limited series, which this is a new branding for extremely high-end peripherals. I wonder if the Elite Series 2 would fall into this. That's an interesting question. Uh, but the BNO headset at 500 Bones was also announced. And so that is one of the first products that will utilize that branding. And we should be seeing more in the future based on the language that Microsoft used in that blog post. And also, the most important gaming news of the week. And by the time you listen to this, it might be over and we will know the results. But there is a poll going on by Twitter Marketing. Now, I don't usually promote this stuff, but you'll see. So these two brands are going head-to-head -head in a voting battle um, to see who has the best online presence and uses the best memes and, and the best Twitter account out there. Now, if Skittles wins, they're going to bring back their lime flavor. If Microsoft wins or Xbox wins, Aaron Greenberg, thanks to, I, I, I'd like to take full credit for this. Um, I poked him and said, Aaron, if we win or Microsoft wins, Xbox wins, whatever, you need to sell a mini fridge. And he said, hold on. And he came back like 20 minutes later and said, hey, if, if Xbox wins this poll, we will sell the mini fridge. Now, I suspect that they might already have that. Um, but this is, this is so. This is slightly hilarious in, in its own way, and you'll see here in a second. So, when the Xbox Series S stuff went down, I got accused a lot of being like part of the marketing machine, and that this was completely intentional. That Microsoft really intended to launch the Xbox Series S at 3 a.m. on a Monday morning or whatever time they ended up officially announcing it. And I was like saying, people were like Brad's on the payroll. Brad, Brad was part of this. This was all set up. 
And so that sort of washed away because, I don't know, the conspiracy theories aside. Now, you, you flash forward to last night. It's like, hey, Aaron, launch a mini fridge um, if, if the Xbox thing wins the marketing. And then like 20 minutes later, like it goes out. And he's like, yes, we're going to do this. So once again, I got the DMs and the, and the messages from roughly the same crowd. says, this really proves that you are part of the Xbox marketing machine. And um, they're paying you. And, and, and Phil Spencer is, is buying Brad a Porsche this week. They didn't say that. But Phil, please, 911 Targa, um, I would be very happy with. I would also accept a Turbo S or a Speedster um, or just even a 911. You know, I'm, I'm not going to complain. Um, <laughs> but I can guarantee you that's all not true. Uh, anyways, so... If it does win, it looks like Aaron Greenberg has promised that Microsoft will put into production the Xbox Series mini fridge. And uh, it's on it. So last I checked right before this, it was about 300,000 votes and it was tied at 50 50. Um, this is one of those things where two brands are going head to head and getting a ton of free hype. But whatever, uh, I would like a mini fridge. So um, yeah. Anyways, so kicking it over here almost to the questions of the week but first a big shout out from my friends over at itpro.tv and if you go to itpro.tv slash sams you can get a free coupon for up to 30 percent off but itpro is a skills development platform which is really critical right now um, as you want to upskill yourself as you're either at home or getting ready to transition back into the office but they are a skills development platform and they are helping to address the global it skills gap by providing online training for it professionals professionals in every stage of their career with training that's more like a talk show more than say like your traditional classroom you can learn on the go at your own business pace or personal pace they've got it all covered make sure to check out itpro.tv slash sams there's also going to be links all over the place to help find that all right so on to the questions of the week we didn't do questions last week because i was attempting to take a vacation uh which was a great vacation, but the problem was that Microsoft announced too much news while I was away. Anyways, so uh, here we go. Tourniquet says, hey Brad, I was wondering, did you compare the Xbox headset with the Surface headset? I currently use the Surface headset via cable connected to my, oh, it connected to my Xbox controller. I want to know if the Xbox headset would be better in, or worse in terms of sound quality. Um, so I, I don't have a Surface headset here. Uh, although they were on sale like on Woot for a hundred bucks for a hundred bucks that surface headset uh, is is a good value hundred bucks on Woot if I don't know if it's still there though um, in terms of sound quality it was a step down by far um, it was a step down from sound quality uh, on that and this says do you have any more insight into the HoloLens codename uh, Hanami I believe is how it's pronounced WinFuture.ede said it was something like HoloLens 2.5 uh, this might be the the army. Uh, headset. So Microsoft put a significant amount of effort into that that product, and I believe that might be where that codename is coming from. Also, it says any news regarding Project Latte and the Android subsystem for Windows? Uh, I haven't heard. So interesting that you bring this up. There, we are. Some people will understand this analogy, and some people won't. We are getting. We are more closer back to like the Sanofsky era of Windows development than we were, like say, the Gabe All or Terry Myerson uh, era. While we are still getting insider builds, and I don't think that's going away, and, and we're somewhere in the middle. Um, Microsoft has, and, and Panos, who who has effectively, I don't want to say one shot, but this is Panos leading Windows development, or at least the design elements for sure. Um, they're, they're trying very hard to keep a lot of this stuff wrapped up 
and quiet. They have gone to, they're holding it much closer to the chest than we have seen for several years in terms of Windows development, specifically when it comes to Sun Valley. Now, you could argue that the reason they're doing that is Microsoft really hasn't done a ton of stuff in the past several years. And so this is sort of a, a, a reconfiguration of the development process. And we're starting to see Panos putting his stamp on things. And you also got to give uh, or, or take into understanding that this is Panos is probably, I want to say his one big shot because this will be his first sort of push where it's his stamp of approval and not just inheriting somebody else's ideas. Like, I mean, he's been running this for a little bit now and he is signing off on what's happening with Windows. And so they're keeping it much closer to the chest. But I haven't heard anything specifically specifically about uh, Latte uh, Android subsystem for Windows other than that Microsoft and Google were pretty angry at each other um, over what happened with the antitrust stuff. So I can't imagine that that really pushed things through. Matt Thynes says, Happy Easter. Three things. Uh, do you have a... Do we have a window yet for the coming out party of Windows 10 H2? Do you think they will make a song and dance about it or a little promo on Twitter? I think they will. Uh, Panos actually shared yesterday a video on Twitter just highlighting the new icons for File Explorer. And so I think that this will be a, a more prominent announcement than we have seen in the past. Now, I thought there was supposed to be an event in the spring. So that could change and shift and everything else like that. But you got to understand that the, the longer they wait, the more likely it is people are going to uncover things just from the versions of Windows that are shipping through the Insider program. So there is definitely a clock ticking. Uh, look for this to arrive around October. That would be the, the shipping release, not the, um, not the Insider stuff. So just be on the lookout for that, hopefully here in the near future. Um, he also asked, this week, will, we buy, will you buy an Xbox mini fridge? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, it's, it, I mean, so I, the reason why I hesitate is like, if it's like 200 bucks, yeah, I'll be buying the things. If it's $2,000, my wife will shoot me for spending that kind of money on more Xbox related stuff. Uh, but yeah, I would absolutely buy, um, <laughs> I would absolutely buy them. Uh, Globexco says, uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm the one person that misses the shake feature to minimize all others. Uh, what is a product or feature that Microsoft abandoned that you miss? So part of me somewhat misses the charms bar part, part of me. I mean, it's still kind of there with the, the slide out window. Uh, but I always thought that the charms bar was a nice little ta tablety interface that uh, Windows had. And so they definitely moved away from that. I, I don't lose sleep over it, but I definitely did not like arrow shake. It's unfortunate that you liked it and no longer have it. But um, let me let me make another suggestion. Maybe Windows Control D, I believe, does it, or is also Windows Control H might do it too. No, that's that. Might, I think it might be on Mac. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, Windows can Windows Key D is something I use all the time. It minimi minimizes minimi minimizes all windows, so you can go onto there. Anyways, uh, onto my real question is: Snip and Sketch is adequate at best. Mike, why doesn't Microsoft build a meaningful, robust screenshot tool like Snagit? Um, they could. And so, if you're looking for, um, it's called I believe X Share X is the name of the tool that I use. So, if you don't like Snippet and you don't like and you don't want to pay, I believe Snagit is a premium product. Uh, Share X is the tool that I use. Actually, what I have is it mapped to a button on my mouse because I take screenshots all the time, and you just drag, a, you crop a window, and it automatically saves it to your desktop. And so, Share X is a completely free product. I have no association with them whatsoever, but it is a really robust tool. It takes a little bit of time to get configured but once you do you can't live without it uh brother nod says um 
is the only way to get identical video quality between you and Paul is to have him record locally and use you stitch it together in the post. So he's talking, referring to first ring daily. So it's interesting. There's a, there's some, I, I got to capture this somehow. When Paul and I first connect on teams, his video quality is much higher. And then after like 10 seconds, it drops like significant. Like it looks like it goes from like 1080p to 720p. And it happens every time. And we can't figure out why. I suspect that there's some sort of hiccup between here and where he is living. But it, I, I don't understand because it also happened in Boston. So uh, maybe Paul is just blurry in real life. I can't. I don't quite understand because I use this exact same setup with other hosts, uh, like on Enterprise Dish with like Ducks and Rick and all that, and we don't have that problem. So uh, I'm honestly just just not quite sure. Uh, Windows question, he says, will Pano succeed in making Windows exciting and pretty? Is that his goal to make it uh, as cohesive as OS X? Um, I, I think he will... Uh, I think you could argue right now that there is more excitement today about Windows than there has been in the past few years because we at least have Windows 10X. We also have Sun Valley. It's keeping, I mean, look, we're talking about it again. And so I would say that there's more excitement today than there has been in the past couple years. Um, will he make it as cohesive as OS X? Well, that's a huge challenge because OS X has, or Mac OS, has been like that for years, right? That, I mean, that's a generational thing. It, you can't expect it to be a completely robust, uh, every corner of the OS has been touched with one single update update so uh, it will take time for, for him to get there and then he says another question he says have you ever tried to go completely password list with your Microsoft account I do use the Microsoft authenticator quite a bit it actually works very well with, with the Apple watch when you get a 2FA prompt comes your ripped wrist your rip your wrist you tap it and you are good to go um, I've not gone completely password list I still I mean I use one password between one password and the 2FA from authenticator uh, from Microsoft it's pretty seamless um, so I don't have too many issues Issues and I'm not looking to make it just even that much easier because personally right now it's already pretty pretty streamlined. Uh, Zeto here says, my question is about the third generation, the 3S. Uh, do you have any information about the Surface Studio 3 and the Xbox Elite Series 3? Oh gosh, I knew something about the Surface Studio 3. They built it and it was it's ready to go. If my if I know I gotta I can't talk. I gotta look at my notes um, and, and try to understand where that left off. But I thought it was coming, but maybe later in the year I can't remember exactly. Can't remember what I was told. Uh, and then the Elite Series 3, I haven't heard anything about this yet. But the Elite Series 3 is a pretty obvious update over the Elite Series 2. What's it gonna include? Well, it's gonna include the new share button because that is one thing that is missing from uh, the update. I want it. it wouldn't it surprise you if Microsoft launched like an Elite Series 2 or like 3 and had it in white and then that was the differentiator? So uh, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Mr. PKI says, back in the game with a fun question. When you and Paul, when are you and Paul going to create the first, create a first ring daily channel in Discord? I am, it's 8.30 a.m. on a Friday and I am enunciating incorrectly. Okay, when are you and Paul going to create a first ring daily channel? channel in discord is there a chance that microsoft may try to use discord to replace yammer in the enterprise so the first and the answer to the first one the first ring daily discord channel so it, we could do it, it that's no problem um the bigger issue i have is moderation of that channel because as soon as we slap branding on it someone's got to keep their eyeballs on it and um I mean, it's something we could create. That is absolutely, it's not a bad idea, honestly. Um, and then is Microsoft going to try to use Discord to replace Yammer in the enterprise? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that would be hilarious. Uh, I, would, I would laugh for many nights and weekends if that actually happened. Shark47 says, uh, given that some of the moves Microsoft is making in gaming, do you think they will 
do you think they shut down Mixer prematurely? No, I don't. Mixer was, Microsoft gave Mixer a solid effort. They literally invested millions of dollars in, in high personalities like uh, Ninja and, and Shrout and a few others um, to bring them over to try to boost and elevate that service. And it just, it never, it never worked out. Twitch owns that market and uh, Microsoft sorely is upset that they've missed out. I, I've heard that time and time again that they've missed out on that market. And so that is why I think they're approaching Discord so aggressively. So an old Amiga user says, how different is driving the Tesla? How aggressive are some of the electro electronic nannies? Um, so it's so I, ha I bought a Tesla uh, March, or no, March, um, and September, October, somewhere around there. It's, on one hand, it's way different. On the other hand, it's not very different. The biggest difference is, is that it's a lot smoother of a ride because there's no engine like just idling in like you really you you quickly forget about it like you really do like you i've drove my car for a couple months before i really sat my wife's car again and you forget how like rugged that engine rumbling really is because you really do like like forget about it when you when you're driving an, an internal combustion vehicle an ice vehicle and i'm not like putting them down like there's I talked about winning a 911. I still love uh, internal combustion and vehicles, but a, an electric car is just incredibly smooth. Um, you also get the one pedal driving. So it is quite a bit different. Um, the technology is also pretty crazy, um, but you can turn it all off when I think you're referring to like lane keep assist, like the, the, the blaring at you. I've never heard my, my car make such a loud noise when somebody was walking in front of me and they thought I was gonna hit it. It, it really goes kind of crazy. It, the technology is very cool, but it, you gotta be in the right demographic, in the right area of the world and have the right charging infrastructure to do that, uh, to own an electric vehicle. It's not for everybody, but I think as each day going, goes by, more and more people could effectively own an electric vehicle without that many trade-offs. I mean, it says, I asked because I was behind a Model Y on a windy country road and a sports car. The Tesla had temporary tags, which makes me think the driver is not familiar, but clearly he, she was struggling. It went from being truly annoying to hilarious as the driver could not maintain speed or stay in the lane, especially near walls, rocks and cliffs, a, a spectacular display of bad driving. Well, it's impossible to say. I mean, if you put, if you put the car on cruise control or autopilot, it will hold a speed um, unless the uh, the dynamic speed or cruise control uh, kicks in. What is it? Traffic aware cruise control kicks in. So if somebody in front of them was screwing around going slower, faster, then the car will automatically slow down as well. But um, it's, it's really hard to tell. And so uh, JNBCK says, with the Microsoft Authenticator feature of being able to store passwords be enough to replace a full-fledged password manager such as LastPass or 1Password? As of today, no. I would, if you are using 1Password and you try to go the Microsoft Authenticator route, you're going to be disappointed in some of the features and functionality that are missing. It may eventually get there, but my, I, I'm worried that Microsoft might be a little too lethargic to like really make it a robust password manager. I am of the mindset that when it comes to passwords, you kind of you need to be really secure and careful. Not that Microsoft wouldn't be lackadaisical about it; they have they're pretty good with that stuff. Um, but when it comes to authentication, I always look for streamlined smoothness and everything else. So I, I wouldn't recommend it yet. It's not bad, but if you're coming from one password to it, um, you're going to be disappointed in some of the features that are missing. So uh, speaking of features that are missing, you should definitely not miss checking out my friends over at Devolutions or itpro.tv and go to itpro.tv slash Sam's for a coupon offer. But that wraps it up for this week, folks. Make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.